Good morning, beloved. You all want to come in the front seats? Oh, Maria's brother is here. Say hi. You know Maria who visited us? Everyone knows Maria from the US. Why is it looking dark today? Uh, uh, do we have less lights? L less lights. Something is less. Let there be light. So you want to come ahead? Uh, our middle row is filled with bags, the second row. So you all can come ahead and sit. I loved uh, who shared the last testimony? F Flora. I remember last week when Flora came, all I heard from Flora's mouth is plumber. And uh, you know, I, I love all of y'all. I know after service when I meet y'all and all, I'm not really trying to catch the problem. Like the pastor doesn't need to know everything about your situation. Okay, I see the intention of the heart, not really what's going on in the conversation. So all I got from all the whole conversation was plumber. That's it. And I just told her, Flora, rest. What should I do? I said, nothing. <laughs> just rest. Don't do anything. And you can see how even as she rested, um, you know, when we realize we've come back home to a father, to a finished work, where it's not really your prayer that's fixing things. It's because you're back home with your dad. And the more you just chill sometimes, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't do, and you realize like things land up self-fixing for you. The very person that was accusing her only came in the spotlight, okay? And uh, things just panned out, for you, uh, panned out for her. So in all things, you just learn to take the, uh, to be seated, to take the position of rest, okay? In all things. I've learned the more I'm, more I'm growing in the Lord, I'm like, I'm not gonna pray about this also. You know, it's such a work, like the whole prayer and fighting and everything. I said, no, I'm just going to relax and not do anything about this situation, okay? And just learn to uh, flow with the Holy Spirit. So today I thought I'll take a message on the gospel. Something so easy, right? But I looked up on Beloved and I was like, we have something called sonship, okay? And of course you can call it the finished work. But I just wanted to take a message on the, just the gospel because if we wanted to ever share something, what the gospel is, okay? And then maybe you wanted to forward it to your friends and everything. So I thought I'm going to uh, take that worse. So I've got a couple of scriptures, just a few, because I don't know if I'm going to go in them. Um, you know, I might just uh, share a lot of things with you, just speak, uh, okay? So beloved is awake, alive, sharper than a two-edged sword, okay? So I, um, I was hearing the Sonship video. We have a video on Sonship on Beloved. So I was hearing that. And sometimes when I hear my sermons, I only get ministered. So I put, put them on and sometimes I'll be like, wow, I said that. How come I don't remember it? It's because Christ said that and every time even I hear, I keep getting more life. Okay. So, um, so I began, uh, you know, and I want to uh, talk about, I began in that sermon about two lions. Okay. Or three lions. Let's say there's the Papa lion. And there are two brothers. The papa has two sons, two baby lions, okay? One baby lion is with the dad, one cub. And the other lion, he hung out with the father, with the papa lion. But suddenly one day a hyena came and took him away, okay? And um, for the longest time, he, was, he got lost and he was with the hyenas, growing up with the hyenas in the hyena land. And so this is a cub a lion cub among hyenas. And then he's pretty much hanging around, uh, around the hyenas. He's never looked at himself in a reflection or in the water to see what he looks like. Because he's hung out with the hyenas, he thinks he is one of the 
one of the hyenas. And all of his identities, if you know the hyenas, they're like scavengers, they're looking for food where the dead is, and he's learned his whole identity is that of a slave. And how many know that a, a lion is meant to be the king of the jungle, okay? Or just rule, take his position. So this little lion doesn't know that he's a king. He's hanging out with the hyenas. The hyenas have messed up his whole identity. So all this baby lion thinks that he is a slave, okay? And then one day, so what happens to the father whose son is lost? And now the father looks and says, looks at this baby lion and says, and is hurt in his heart that he belongs to me. I made him. He came from me. But the hyenas have taken, taken him away. And he thinks that the hyenas, hyena is his dad also, has, has given him this bad identity. My son is calling bad things good. He should be eating at the king's table while he's eating all the leftovers in the land. So the father sends his other son. His other son who's hung out with him and tells this son, go and bring your brother home. So this lion, cub, goes to the hyena land, puts his life out, and brings his lost son back home to Papa Lion. So after this, this lion, this cub, comes back home, at first, everything is weird, right? First, when you come into the kingdom, because you've hung out in the hyena land for so long that first, everything seems a bit, everything is different. There are no hyenas here. Here I sit at my dad's table and I'm eating out of dad's food. There is abundance here. I don't have to run after things. The things will be given to me. Things will be added to me. And he's sitting like a king at this table. After some time he's looking, the, maybe the brother takes him to the mirror. And they both stand in front of the mirror. And for the first time he sees what he looks like. And the first time he sees that, oh, I don't look like the hyena. I was living there. I am not one of them, I'm a different species, I actually look like my older brother. And the more he starts hanging with his older brother, he'll realize who he is, okay? And really, that's the gospel, okay? That we, all of us, from the foundations of the world, God set us apart, God knew us. Then at some point, you came out of your mother's womb, you came, you got brainwashed into this world, you lost your identity, you had like an amnesia, and then one day someone came and told you about Christ, or you had an encounter and you hear the Father's voice. Come home. There's a Father who loves you. Okay? And you came back home, and now God is restoring everything that he made you to be, God is restoring that back to you. Okay? Last week, remember we spoke on purpose, and your purpose is not necessarily the things you're doing. That is something that you do. One is a doctor, one is an architect, one is uh, into arts, one can be into designing, and those are the very, one is a banker. You, you can be doing many things, but our purpose when God made us, how does one get its purpose? You can only get your purpose when you hang around with the one who made you, because they gave you purpose. I gave you an example of a cup. The cup will not know its purpose. You can put pens in it, you can put a pot in it, but the cup will only find its purpose from the one who made the cup. And that cup can ask the one who made it, what is my purpose? And then maybe the maker will say, I made you to put water in you so that you can be filled and you will have great pleasure when you're fulfilling somebody else too, when they're sipping out of you. Okay, so the Bible says that God made us, A, he made us to be the object of his affection. We were made to be loved. It was family. 
for him and then when god put you in this world he gave adam to have dominion over all things and adam lost his dominion right when god said how did the fall happen when god told adam don't eat out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil god made a clear decision for him he said because when the day you eat out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you're going to fall into a cycle of death and then god probably i believe he wanted him to partake of every tree including the tree of life okay and so what happens adam partakes of the tree of good and evil sin comes into the world and death because of sin and so man was supposed to live forever before but what happened because of sin he gradually started dying and all the dominion that adam had what did adam have dominion over the birds of the sea the fish of the air he was he would probably maybe even walk on water he had dominion because if you understand what dominion means that means you're superior to everything to even nature laws maybe he looked like jesus before the fall before adam fell maybe he would do, be doing the same things like christ was walking on water having absolute dominion over everything uh, uh, jesus had dominion over the tree the fig tree and just spoke to it and he cursed it okay and so all of the dominion that adam had went over to the to the devil okay and that's why he is called the prince of the air in this world the ruler of this world has come but he has no power over me that's what jesus said so man lost his dominion now the father sends christ because we are sinners sin was in the blood god's children the father's children get separated from him like the papa lion the dad is waiting when will my cub come home and when can i wash over him the identity of the hyena and the slave slave mindset that he has and when can i restore kingship in him the mind of a son so father sends jesus goes on the cross So when Jesus went on the cross who went on the cross Jesus is our substitute someone needed to pay the price for sin your sin and my sin where does it go someone had to pay the price for it so Jesus says i am going to go man can't pay the price for sin because there is sin in man's blood that's why there's so many in our culture we have so many religions but no one can give salvation because sin is in the blood it has to be someone sinless that's why the 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 word was spoken that the messiah would come the messiah would come that is the seed being spoken and then that seed goes in mary by virgin birth it says the holy spirit came upon her said blessed and favored are you among all and that the one who is going to come now is emmanuel which means god with us that god will save us the holy spirit comes on her jesus comes he does all of these miracles but his why did he come to be a lamb and a lion the lamb that is going on the cross for you and for me but being our substitute so for everything that you and i have done somebody else is taking that place the more we are realizing that we are one with him that we are crucified with him then you will know if i am crucified with him then this thing has no power over me because i've already overcome it 
That's what the cross is. And so Christ goes, he's doing all of these miracles. Before the cross, he partakes communion with them. He partakes communion with them before. What is happening when he partakes communion with them before the cross? He's becoming one with you, with your sin. He goes on the cross, okay? He wears the thorn of crowns. What is he wearing the thorn of crowns? For all hours, thinking, thinking. He sweat blood. Because the curse that came on Adam was, out of the sweat of your brow, now you will till the land. That means you will work for everything. And so Jesus sweats blood so that in every area of your life today, you all are having testimonies that you're not working hard. You're getting everything easy. You work little and you get more because you're redeemed from the curse of Adam. His hands were nailed to the cross for all the wrong things that your hands may have signed or your hands may have done. Your, his his nails, the nails were pierced in his feet for all the wrong places that your feet took you. For all the sins, the Bible says, um, you know, when your feet are dipped in sin, that means wherever in the bad places your feet have taken you. Okay? His back was whipped with lashes for all, what? Sins and sicknesses were taken upon him, okay? So when he went on the cross, I went on the cross, you went on the cross. When he was buried, you were buried. He was buried dead. So you were buried dead. But when he rose again, you rose again, with him alive, born again from the dead. And God raised you up with Christ, Jesus raised up and made you sit together at the right hand of the Father. If you are born again, that means you have a new life on this side of the cross. And even as you've come now into the kingdom, you've become a new creation, new creation that is joined one with Christ. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. You've become a new creation. So what you and I are doing right now is finding out what the new creation is, who I am in Christ. And that's what's happening every time we come and hear the word. We have now new laws that are applicable to us. Just the way Flora shared that testimony of the plumber. But do you know that it's the law of life also? That maybe she said some bad things also, and maybe she goofed up and everything, and everything is just coming and working out for her good. It's because she's under the law of life, okay? And that is really the gospel. So the gospel is not about Jesus going on the cross and dying for our sins, and then we worship him like God. No, it's you going. He went on behalf of us. And so when you receive him into your heart, all your sins, past, present, future, everything is taken away. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. And now you are born again. That means for you to be born again, 
someone had to die. That means if you can't be in two births at the same time. That means one died so that now you can be born again. That's why it says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer Priya that lives. But Christ lives in Priya and the life that she now lives in the flesh, that means in the body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's a life of rest that you're no more an orphan. This cub hanging out in the hyena land, clueless, has to fend for himself, has to look out for himself, has no father. And then the cub comes back home to his father, first time meets Papa Lion and says, in my kingdom, everything is here. It's so good to be back home. And what is the first thing that he realized? He's not an orphan. He has daddy. And my rest and your rest is that we're back home to our father. It's a finished work, or I like to say a fathered rest. Okay, our lives are so good is because we are fathered. In all things, you'll see that you're fathered. How will you know you're fathered? Just relax and stop praying. And then you'll realize, apart from your prayer, how do those things get fixed? Is because you have a father. Okay, so um, let's take one scripture. Can we have the board here? Uh, let's take that scripture. Do we have my... Uh, what's the password? Okay. John 3.16. Okay, so we don't get familiar with the word. You know what familiar with the word is? You've read it so many times. Why are you telling me this again? It's because in the presence of light we see light. Every time you keep seeing the word, there's something new that's there for you. And you could think like it's familiar. It's the same thing. This is the gospel. What are you sharing? Like I know the gospel. And you'll realize how much you can receive still by just hearing it again. Okay? Okay. So let's take, um, I've drawn that out. You've seen it many times, but we'll go over that again. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Do you know what begotten means? Monogene. Monogene means one of its kind, but monogene. That means a seed. One of its kind. I was telling somebody, if you put a seed in the ground, unless it dies, it does not produce fruits. If I put an apple seed, I take an apple seed and put it in the ground, it has to die for it, for many other apples to come about. So the father sent his new species. That means he made Adam, he made all of the new creation, I mean, all of the other things in creation. And then one day, it says the father, because he's outside time, but in time God sent the monogene, the seed. It says that the lamb was slain from the foundations of the world. Something that the mind can't grasp. Like what? Like before? He was slain before everything came. We just receive that by faith. Okay? Because we're in temporary time and God is outside time. That's why he can be the same yesterday, today and forever. Because he's outside time. Okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That means his only son. His monogene. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
should not perish that means should never see death but have everlasting life god sent his son so that in every area you can experience life jesus said i have come i have come that you may have or experience life and life to its fullest i have come that you may have life and life in abundance it's one thing to have life and then it's an other thing what does life because life itself is abundant but when he says i have come that you may have life and life in abundance what does that even feel like okay see this that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world so jesus didn't come to condemn the world he came to fix it he came to be savior savior means somebody who's come to save a situation that's why no matter what problem comes to your ear if it came to your ears you're there to save it you are there to fix it okay he did not come into the world to condemn the world but but that the world through him might be saved might be fixed he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of god you know when adam sinned he fell into a cycle of sin and death he fell into condemnation condemnation means guilt that means no matter what you do even if a child is small not taught anything they will have a conscience and they will know when they've done wrong they just know it every kid has it because sin is in the blood the minute adam partook from the tree of knowledge of good and evil sin came in the blood and now everyone was born a sinner sin is not something you do we were born sinners and then because we're born sinners we land up sinning now in christ you were born righteous so righteous is not something you do it is who you are and because you are righteous you walk righteously the way the devil tries to do is give us a split personality no you're a sinner and so you land up doing foolish things you need to be constantly fled fed of your identity first okay now see this <clears throat> because so what is the condemnation that every person has what is the way out get saved it says here because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten son of god so the way from one realm to another realm is through the cross through christ okay because of what christ did for us because christ came and became a lamb offering that's why he is the one because he did something for you that no one else did and that no one else could everyone else especially in a culture whatever you've grown up or whatever we heard they were all humans and some of them were myths and legends it's what jesus did 
that makes him the one for us, for you and me, okay? He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, least his deeds should be exposed. Isn't it amazing that when Christ came, all sinners were coming to him? Now see what this says here. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, least his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. A son, Jesus said, my sheep, my children, hear my voice. Legalistic people, self-righteous people couldn't come because they were banking on their own good deeds. They didn't think they needed a savior. That's why Jesus said, who needs a savior? The sick need a savior, not the well. I've come here for, for the lost. He also said, the sick people, okay? See this, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So what happened? What does righteousness mean? Beloved, you've been three years with us. Right with God. Righteousness means you are right with God. By what you do? Then? By what Jesus did. That's why it says we are righteous in Christ. We are righteous in Christ. That's why you separate yourself from the flesh. You don't go by what your flesh will do. The law of sin and death is still in the members. And here and there you're going to goof up. That's the time you need to shake it off, still stand and say, I'm still right, the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm still worthy to receive everything that God has for me because it's not based on whether I did it or didn't do it. It's based on God's goodness to me. Today we are living off, not of your faith, you're living off his faithfulness to you. In all things, expect to see the goodness of God is because he wants to be good to you. Because it's Jesus' blood that is getting all things to you. We rest in our blood relationship with Christ. Okay? Now see this, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? 100% sure? If you're not in Christ, you wouldn't be here. If you're not in Christ, you're not born again. The minute you got born again, it means born again in Christ. Christ, okay? He is, you are a new creation, a new creation. So God created the sun, the moon, the stars, the dog, the cow, the lion. And then 2000 years later, God created a new species. This species, the purpose of the species, it says, is to destroy the works of the devil. The Son of God, 
the son of man was sent so that he may destroy the works of the devil for this purpose you are here to destroy the works of the devil if you are sent to destroy the works of the devil how does the devil keep you down you can't destroy the works of the devil if you don't know who you are if you don't rest because then you'll be constantly praying get god bail me out of the situation all right you are there to fix it i sent you to destroy it i sent you to go overcome it that's what sonship is in all things you're learning to rest to be still so that those things are submitting to you because you are there to fix it that's why we don't send the problem somewhere else is because if they came to my here i'm here to destroy the works of the devil next time the problem comes to your ear remind yourself i'm here to destroy the works of the devil let me fix it you are greater someone said don't you fear someone said something to me i said fear is a lie telling you that that very solu- oh, that very problem or whatever is greater than you nothing is greater than christ in you son of god means god son of a lion is lion son of a dog is a dog son of a god is just like god just like his father and so in all things can god destroy the works of the devil yes he can and you're born of him so yes you can that's why in all things if you know i'm here to destroy the works of the devil you can't destroy if that something is more greater you are the greater one that's why in christ the devil jesus goes for for three days he's um, he's buried and then he rises again what does he do it says he made an open triumph of the devil stripping him of all his power okay and it says that he was his prisoner and takes everything back and gives it to the church the church is not a building the church is you and me are called the church and he says everything all principalities powers might dominion everything is under christ's feet and my feet and he is given him to be the head of all things and so are you what keeps us from taking something that belongs to us is fear telling us like the giving us a wrong identity like the highness that no i'm greater or we live like this and no you've come back home to your father you're a cub now growing up into papa lion getting your identity from papa lion that's why how will you get your identity if you keep on just hanging out with dad giving you one identity that no in all things you are here to destroy the works of the devil wherever you go you're there to be savior that's why after jesus rose again why does he say go lay hands on the sick they will get well in my name you will cast out demons you will speak with new tongues but if you drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt you yes because now you have a new law in you so all of these things don't apply and then he says go and tell the whole world the messiah has come for this purpose the son came to destroy the works of the devil so what are you doing in this world you're going to your job but in all things you're called to be a life giving spirit 
if you're not in your identity as a son, that's why everything around you is out of balance. It's only when, if you watch The Lion King, what's his name, Simba? When Simba goes and takes the position of the Lion King, then the whole ecosystem comes in in order. It was not in order because Simba was out there with the possums, with some hanging around with these other animals, not taking his place as king of the jungle. And similarly, it says that creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That means everything is waiting for you to take your place as king in all things. So when that's why I, I love it and beloved when I hear stories that when things now start coming to your ears, you're not sending it like a prayer request. You're there, you speak some judgment over it. You speak your righteous judgment over it. You did something and you fixed it. Now you're taking your place as king, as son. And everything, all things are coming into order. You're renewing your mind to your new identity in Christ. Okay? See this. So let's just read that again, okay? It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciling that's what you're doing that's what what is your job and my job reconciling the lost son back to his father oh come home there's a heavenly father who loves you the way back home you thought you're hanging out with the hyenas no this is not our dad our dad is very good come back home to our king okay reconciling back to the father okay to himself through through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins to them, their trespasses, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So the way out from becoming from a sinner to a son is through the cross of Christ because it needs blood. We know that when something bad happens, today even in, in our country, when someone does something really bad, even if the person doesn't know Christ, they know that if they did something bad, like that whole Nirbhaya rape case or whatever, what was that verdict that was in every person's heart in the country? Oh, this person who did something so bad for this girl, this person needs to die. Innately, everyone knows that the penalty for sin should be death. So where do your sins and my sins go? The penalty for that is death. Someone else took it on your behalf. That's what Christ did for us. Okay? And it needed sinless blood, which only Christ has. That's why it needed his blood to fall, to redeem everything back to the Father. Okay? Now see this. Reconciling, <clears throat> that through Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing the trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Come back home. Colossians 1.13 He has delivered us 
from the power of darkness now here again when god says the son of god came to destroy the works of the devil that is you to destroy the works of the devil you can only destroy the works of the devil if you have been given back that dominion and authority otherwise you can't we were a slave to it before that's why he would have power and there was nothing that you could do but now in christ he is under your feet and so you can stand and have victory in that situation in all things you will learn to fight less and rest more okay see this now hear this he has delivered you from the power of darkness and conveyed you into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins he is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation who is the firstborn over all creation jesus and with him so are you okay he is the firstborn over all creation i like that the previous verse says he is the image of the invisible god so if you want to know what god looks like he is the image of the invisible god who is christ is the image of the invisible god and in christ you are the image of the invisible god okay see this the first born over all creation for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominion or principalities or powers all things were created through him and for him you know creator will always be greater than his creation including lucifer okay who made the devil god didn't make satan he made lucifer then he fell he lost his power but creation will always be greater than anything that was made that's why it says here for by him all things were created that are in heaven that are on the earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created through him and for him lucifer he was supposed to worship the cheap worship angel and then he got proud and that's how he fell and that god kicked him out okay then i believe the fall happened here okay i just believe that okay because god made man in his image and man was put here to actually bring order in some sort of chaos that was going on because we talked about this last week why did god put a seal on cain to keep you or protect you from the others who are the others he was talking about so he was sent here to have dominion and to subdue that means bring it under your under you under your subjection and then man lost it but in christ you have it again all of this dominion and that's why you're doing in all things the more you start 
whenever the problem comes, instead of praying and doing something, if it's in your personal life, the problem comes, learn to relax. Stop praying about it also. Let itself fix itself. And then you go and fix and blow out someone else's fire. It's because you were called, your purpose is to be a destroyer, to destroy the works of the devil. Go see where he's messing around, go and set them free. Because you'll realize that's what sons do. Jesus is not saving himself. He doesn't need saving. He's going and being savior to others because his very life is so fixed and fathered. It's a rest. And so it is with yours. Now, let's read the next verse. It says that. Okay? He is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. That means the first place. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross, and you who were once who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. He takes your in Christ, I washed you in the blood. Now, Father, this son is holy and blameless. God deals with you in spirit, not in your flesh. That's why Jesus had to come and die in the flesh, in the body, on the cross, so that our righteous requirement can be paid off. That's why God's relationship with you is not in the flesh, it's through spirit. Okay? See this, Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh. That means you don't go by what you're seeing. If you live your life by the flesh, you're going to get condemned every day. And a condemned heart doesn't think it's worthy to receive from the Father. That's why it says, but we live according to the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What is the law of sin and death? You do something bad, the law of sin and death comes from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil. That means if you do good, you expect to receive good. If you do bad, you think you should receive bad. But it says the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, good also, still leads to death. So you are not, we are not partakers of this anymore. Jesus fulfilled it. He, you know, he went on the cross. The cross symbolizes a tree. It's getting crucified on the tree of knowledge of good and evil that he's taken it out of the way. And now you are recipients of life and abundance in every area of your life. Okay? See this. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. What does this mean? For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Okay? On account of, in the likeness of sinful flesh, 
on account of sin he condemned sin in the flesh the father all the sin that you do is called sin in the flesh and it's condemned in the body of christ that means jesus took it on your behalf so that god is not looking at your imperfections anymore okay so what has happened you've come home to a a rest genesis 2 thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished and on the seventh day god ended his work which he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done then god blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which god had created and made okay hebrews 4 the promise of rest therefore since a promise remains of entering his rest let us fear least any of you any of you seem to have come short of it for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them but the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it for we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said so i swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way and god rested on the seventh day from all his works and again in this place they shall not enter my rest since therefore it remains that some must enter it and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience again he designates a certain day saying in david today after such a long time as it has been said today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts for if joshua had given them rest then he would not afterwards have spoken of another day verse 9 there remains therefore a rest a rest a rest a stillness for the people of god for he who has entered his rest his stillness his finished work for he who has entered his rest himself has also ceased himself has also ceased from his works as god did from his himself he who has entered his rest he who has entered his stillness has also become still that's what he's saying okay let us therefore be diligent to remain still let us therefore be diligent to stay in rest you've entered the rest stay in rest he's saying be still why be still because then they will know that you are god <laughs> how does creation recognize the sun by your stillness in all things be still it says and know i am god receive that word for yourself be still and they will know you're a son of god through your stillness we've entered god's rest his home his stillness and now it tells us to remain still be seated okay isaiah 53 so this is the the <clears throat> what jesus went on the cross for right okay can we play that video let's look at this video 
and then we'll just quickly go over some things. Uh, maybe you want to zoom in the camera on that? We have a, uh, I have a short clip, so I want you to see of what the cross is.
that's so powerful. We'll put it again on the on the video. Uh, you, yeah, you can just play that bit. Jagar will put it again on the. You know what the rainbow symbolizes when you see the rainbow in the sky? The rainbow was put after Noah's ark came. Father, to your hands, I commit my spirit. days Jesus rises again giving us dominion over all of the things that he took on the cross for you and me sin sickness you saw condemnation everything that we don't have to live by it if someone has taken it the rainbow represents after the flood that came that God said I'll put a rainbow in the sky that I will I will never judge earth again a judgment okay that means there will never be a flood that washes the whole earth again and i'm going to put a rainbow in the sky the rainbow is symbolic of christ okay that god when he looks at you he cannot judge you is because the judgment was put into his son and he's borne it all for us okay let me just read isaiah 53 before we close who has believed our message to whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root and dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his presence, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. What rebellion was it when Adam said, nope, I'm not going to hear you. I'm going to hear what the devil says. He was pierced for our rebellion he was crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be made whole that means no sickness in you he was whipped so we could be healed all of us like sheep have strayed away we have left God's path to follow our own but guess what it says, I think in 1 Peter, that we've all come back home to the shepherd of our and the overseer of our souls. That's why he corrects you, because you're back home with him. He's going to tell you now, he's going to remove all of these false identities. He's going to be father to you, okay? See here, we had left God's paths to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unj unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong, 
and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal and put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him. Who crushed him? The father. It was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. His whole life was an offering for your sin. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, that means someone took the pain that you could experience happiness in your lives. Okay? He will be satisfied and because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. He who knew no sin became sin that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ. That means right with God. Sinless, without blame, forever declared innocent. Okay? I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. That means among the sinners. He bore the sins of many and interceded for us. For us. He makes intercession for us. Okay? Galatians 3.13 but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse of our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that he, we who are believers might receive the, promise, the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Geetu is going to cover this next week with you. Okay? You are redeemed from the curse of the law. Quickly, I'm just going to go over this little chart that I made, which talks about the uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil. After Adam partook with it, we fell into a cycle of karma, which is called the cycle of sin and death. And what was it un under that? Okay? Our eyes were opened the minute Adam partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It says his eyes were opened. But his eyes were open to lack and barrenness. That means a consciousness came into Adam of lack. And even if he wanted to see something, he couldn't see what he was seeing before the fall. Because before the fall, it was glory. He wasn't seeing lack. But after the fall, his eyes opened and one consciousness closed and another consciousness or an awareness opened up, okay? And it opened up to lack. He knew that he was a sinner. Guilt and condemnation came into him. A curse fell on him because he partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay? You had sicknesses because of sin. Then came in everything that comes in because of sin. All manner of death, including physical death. Okay? Or death in your finances. That's why he's poor out of his sweat. He's going to eat everything. He's going to till the ground. Adam is an orphan without relationship. And then the way back home, the Father sends Christ to get us out of here, into here. Back home with the Father, the cross is the way. That's why he's called the door. Not a door, but the door. Coming back home, every door leads somewhere. The door leads back to your heavenly Father. The first thing that the Father did, sending Christ, Jesus goes on the cross he bears the thorns, I told you, for all our thinking, for all the bad things you've done, 
on the whips that he took on his on his back for all our diseases the nails on his feet for all the bad places that you've gone for the sweat that he shed blood so that now you have it easy and so here when you're on this side of the cross now it says after the disciples partook communion it says their eyes were open and they knew him so now your eyes and your consciousness and your awareness the minute christ has come living into you the holy spirit your eyes are opening it says in ephesians the eyes of their spiritual understanding are opening up so that they can receive all the inheritance that i have for them that now that other eye consciousness is going away and that's what it's called renewing the mind opening up your real eyes your spiritual eyes so that you can behold and receive all that the father has for you and so now you're opening up your eyes you know that you're the righteousness of god in christ you're not a sinner anymore you're redeemed from the curse i was watching that indian matchmaking of seema aunty and seema aunty goes to astrologer is reading faces it is so funny and she went and told somebody there's some curse on your life and you'll never get married and all i was like oh man and then he's doing more pujas for that the way out of every curse don't get so scared of what eunuch say about you and they say and she did black magic and all everything is under your feet you are there to destroy the works of the devil i laid hands and i prayed for that guy every curse over that guy in jesus name be broken get married find a nice wife okay that's what you do if it comes in your way okay in uh, you're redeemed from the curse you are healed jesus took everything so you are healed how do you receive healing in your body resist the devil and he will flee we don't fight anymore you rest more that's how you receive it he became poor that you might become rich how do you become rich tithe give a tenth of everything that you have give it and in all things first know that you were born rich and then you will have all the riches mammon is called a god in this world but we don't serve mammon we serve our father the way to make money a slave is by the tithe you get to rule over it okay and whenever god gives you increase it will be restful increase not stressful increase okay you are back home with your father it's a fathered rest and this is what is called it is finished that you can take and sit down and rest that it's all under your feet it is finished that's why we don't pray why pray when it is finished rest okay rest more and you'll start seeing all of these things um just settles themselves in your lives okay so let's give a tithe of all the increase that you receive today just say say this after me father i'm a son in your kingdom Jesus you are my high priest and right now i give you a tithe of all the increase that came to my soul right now and just worship him with it oh rahadariya rabba bashikla radaraba steriya rabba basheriya rabba bakulorona father i just thank you for this i thank you for the life in jesus name amen